0: Now it's time for Real Herbalism Radio. Real herbs, real life, real easy. Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show number 96. Today's show is sponsored to you by Occupy Medical.
1: Integrated healthcare, showing that,
0: that healthcare is a human right. And Candace Hunter Creations.
2: Candace Hunter Creations, teaching you how to be the best family herbalist you can be.
0: And Hunter Creation, where their motto is, yes, they can do that from business cards to websites. They've got you covered. Visit them at huntercreation.com. Uh, the herbal nerd societies, that's special content for herbal nerds on our, on the website, thepracticalherbalist.com. Make sure to join there. And uh make sure to also go out and find us socially. Do you know, do we have over 3,000 people on Facebook now?
1: Yeah, we do.
2: We cracked.
0: We cracked 3,000. We cracked, 3, cracked, 3, 000. 3, 000 we cracked it. Lives.
1: Thank you, people.
0: Thank, Thank, you, Thank people. you,
1: all of you wonderful herbal people. You liked us, and we like you. You really, really like us.
0: Okay. Uh, Instagram, make sure to uh, go out there. And anytime you're doing something homesteady or herbal-based, or even if you made a really good meal and it's got some good herbs on it, Hashtag the Practical Herbalist on Instagram. Another uh, shout out I want to give out is to our YouTube channel. I don't know if a lot of people knew this, but we're on YouTube. Go to the Practical Herbalist or search the Practical Herbalist on YouTube, and you'll see our Herb of the Month videos there, that's along right. with a few couple of the other how tos. And as we progress further and further, we're going to keep making more and more videos.
1: So just subscribe to it, so that you know it'll show up in your feed. Overnight. Exactly, that's
0: easy. Just subscribe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the last thing is. Our ebooks, we have what over 10 ebooks, everything from herbalism for the zombie apocalypse to uh, pocket herbal to the whole bunch um, of
1: monographs, herbal monographs,
0: uh, and and one of the advanced ones, which is uh, uh, marijuana, herbal herbal uses is marijuana. So if you Mm -hmm. really or medicinal uses,
2: medicinal uses, right? So if you
0: really want to know how to use that herb, that powerful herb to help yourself or people you know that's a great ebook to get started with for that's sure it's an
2: important resource not just for people who want to use it but people who like herbalists and doctors nurses and other folks who want to better understand that plant medicine because it's going to be showing up more and more especially you know in the states where it's
1: legal yeah more research to- is coming out and it's being used more and more
2: yeah, yeah. so that the herbal our herbal ebook on that is a really good resource for those folks.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, out and about with the herbalists, where are you guys going to be?
1: Well, in October, we're going to be at the American Herbalist Symposium in Silverton, Oregon. It's a yeah. whole weekend of learning, and we will be teaching a class called. Uh, what would we'll it be called? Herbalism Out of the Broom Taking Closet. Taking Herbalism Out of the Broom Closet. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We're excited to, to teach that and we're, we really want more people to join us, obviously, which is why we're teaching the class, to, to stop making Herbalism so specialized. Let's pull it out and let other people use it. Yeah. And let's get it out into the mainstream. I think every single
2: household should have a family herbalist. Yeah. Every absolutely. household. Yep.
0: All right. On with the show. Plants call to us in many ways. For some, it's a continuation of family tradition or practice. For others, it's a rebellion. And sometimes, it's a little insistence from the path itself that awakens our inner herbalists. So often, the folks who heed that call become dedicated and inspirational leaders to our community. Today, we're talking with Yaakov Levine, nutritional health coach at Natural Grocers, Grocers, about heeding the call. Now, here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe.
1: I'm Candace Hunter and I'm Sue Sierra Lupe, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism Real. Radio. Welcome, Jakob. Yeah, Thank
2: thanks you. for coming.
3: It's good to be yeah, here.
2: I'm so thankful that we're finally getting a chance to get you in. We've been talking about this for like, what, a year now?
1: At least. At yeah. least yeah. At least. Yeah. I tell you, you're, you're a hard man to rope down.
3: Uh, I can be. Yeah, yeah
1: you're so busy. <laughs> yeah. I think that's
2: partly because you've spent a lifetime doing all kinds of stuff, haven't you?
3: I have. I've had a. I've had a few different um, careers. Uh, anything from uh, um, dairy farmer to uh, social worker to uh, um, nutritional therapist, uh, herbalist.
2: And you've lived all over the world.
3: And I've lived. Uh, I've lived not all over the world, but, but pretty far away from here. I lived in the Middle East. I lived in Israel for many years.
2: That is, well, that's all over the world. <laughs> that, that's
1: farther <laughs> than than uh, Minnesota definitely yeah. farther
3: yeah. than minnesota <laughs> so how did you end up there well i um i was um getting finishing up uh, high school and got all my my college acceptances in and then uh, a friend that of mine was in new york, him, in, new york okay. in new york in long island mm-hmm on the suburbs and um, a friend of mine told me about this gap year program um that was in jerusalem based out of jerusalem where you had uh, a semester of user uh, university studies and then you had the other half of the year was volunteering on farms, oh, and I fun. just thought well, that would be that sounds like a really good thing. I grew up in in, in my mom's garden yeah uh, getting getting my hands dirty and i had a had a love for that for growing food and plants and flowers and uh, and uh, so I went on this program and uh got to spend some time on a uh, on a couple different farms and uh well milk. Milked cow for the first time, <laughs> picked, picked citrus, and uh, did all sorts of things that I had never done uh, back in New York. I uh, one of the farms I volunteered on was in the desert, oh, and wow. I'd never spent any time in the desert before. It was just a very southern part of the country. And a farm in the desert. In the desert. What
1: does, what's that?
3: Well, you, you, you take like- you take some <laughs> you take some sand, you mix in some cow poop. <laughs> Uh, Really? Composted, hopefully. Uh And you put down some drip irrigation, you put some plants in the ground or seeds in the ground, and you have amazing, um, amazing, clean... A healthy environment for growing some uh, wow. amazing vegetables. Whoa! Uh, a percentage, yes. a pretty large percentage of the vegetables that are eaten in the uh, winter time in Europe come from from the Middle East, from Israel and other other countries.
1: Great, because it's region. sunny there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: and it's not and it's not too hot to grow the the, the some of those vegetables. Will be too hot to grow in the summer.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, so.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. I
1: never thought of that. I mean, I've seen you know, grown in Israel or grown you know, whatever. Yeah. I've seen that, but I just never visualized what that mm-hmm. what that really means. And I got a notion of like the Middle East desert. It's sand dunes and camels. And well, you take you whatever. take the sand
3: dune and you get a you get a big caterpillar.
1: And
2: you flatten out the sand <laughs> wow. dune and you have a
3: field for growing things. That's sure. crazy. And all you, all you need is sand. The rocks are a little different, difficult, but yeah. but the uh, the Rift Valley that goes all through uh, through the the area that's between Israel and Jordan is. Uh, as is a, is a home for a lot of agriculture, all well, you need, need to do with that water. And there is naturally occurring geothermal wells there. Not, mm-hmm. uh, not unlimited water, but enough sure. to, uh, to do a lot of good growing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I learned, uh, for first in my, my life, I'd have to get up early. So I, that was when I learned the value of, uh, <laughs> of, a, of a cup of coffee.
1: All right, right on. And <laughs> uh, I, so I
3: remember after the first couple of days of volunteering on this farm in the desert, I asked them, how do you get up so early? I mean, I, don't, I, was, I was never that really a night person, but getting up at five, like, whoa. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they said coffee. So I started drinking coffee back then, and this really strong That's, Turkish coffee, Middle Eastern coffee. Yeah.
2: There's so, a reason it's so strong, right? And
3: Oh, boy. <laughs> and um, I just uh, enjoyed that. And, 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 and while I was there having that experience, I, I met a group of people that were going to be starting a new community Ooh. in the middle of nowhere, in the desert, not far, just, just south of where I was volunteering. And I thought, you know, wow, well, college is is pretty cool, but this sounds like a lot more. Fun. So,
1: what do you mean, a community?
3: Uh, well, this was a um, a, uh, um, a a community called the kibbutz, and it's okay. a, a communal uh, setting. Uh, intentional community would be another way to describe it, where uh, everybody uh, pitches pitches in and and does whatever needs to be done. So, right. for for example, the community uh, sent me to school to learn dairy farming.
1: Mm, nice. And, yeah. You
3: went to cow school. I went to cow school. <laughs> yeah. and And uh, and it was an accelerated program. We did like a about a three year degree program in six months. We had six Holy. days a week, twelve hours a day of class.
2: Holy cow! Because you know farmers don't, ah.
3: farmers don't wow. have a lot of time. So you know, farmers yeah. need to learn yeah. quick. So they call it a field school instead of university mm-hmm. and, or college. And um, and then I had plenty of and I was in the middle of nowhere, so I had to learn how to be my own veterinarian and wow. and, yeah. and do all those kind of things. I'd call. Uh, our, our veterinarian was about an hour away and his name was Johnny. And I'd call him up and I'd say, I have this, this happening or that happening. He says, well, Yaakov, you know how to do that. So you, know, <laughs> you don't want me to come all the way out there, save a few, save a few dollars, you know? And, uh, so uh, And we just we just did it. We learned uh, if something broke in one of the machinery, we, we had to make something and replace it. So I learned just how to weld. We learned a lot of different things. And, uh, and that
2: was before the internet and you could just YouTube
3: it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Way, way, be, way before the internet. Yeah, way before the internet. Yeah. And um, But I, I think we uh, – and that's a whole – this could be a whole you – know, another, another yeah. thing. But, but the things that we we have an opportunity to learn because we can't just YouTube it, You know, yeah. I think are really valuable. And I think that I've grown – when I, when I talk to youngsters about uh, younger folks, about what their, you know, their life experiences and the work they're doing. And, and they say, well, I don't know if this is really relevant or anything. i you know, everything that you're going to do in your life is going to connect and you're going to, yes. it's going to be that person you are, you know, you know, as you, as you grow and learn. And so all the things that I learned living in the middle of nowhere in the desert farming um, were tools that I brought to the next things that I did. And the next things I did, you know, built that. And I guess that's, you know, starting out growing some vegetables in the backyard, you know, mm-hmm. I went into more of a, uh, more commercial way of, of doing food and, and, uh, and, uh, agriculture.
1: Mm-hmm. So where did you go from there?
3: Uh, from, from farming, I, um, I ended up, uh, back in, in the States. I, uh, I, uh, I had, a um, some back surgery that took me out of uh, working in uh, dairy farming for a while. Ouch. Uh, and yeah. right around the oh. same time I, I met my, 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 uh, my, my, my first wife who was coming back to the States to finish grad school and came back and, um, and, uh, worked for a couple of years as a dairy farmer, but at a jail <laughs> well, Los Angeles County has a, uh, an honor ranch oh, where inmates are housed and work in uh, the dairy farm and their beef cattle farm and their Ooh. landscape oh. plant, the nursery and bakery. And I did that for a, for a while. That sounds and, like a yeah. really intense experience. It's pretty intense. It's dairy farming. It's, it's dairy. It's dairy farming, but only working an eight-hour shift, which is in, unique. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. You know, How do you know, clock in and clock out. You don't know, do that on a regular farm. <laughs> no, and um, and being a sheriff deputy was a little, little different, and being yeah. in that kind of environment. Uh, but it was a great uh, program that that gave inmates a few hours a day away from the general population of the of the jail and, and got to learn some you know work skills and uh, work work ethic and things like that and
2: it seems you know, like being with the animals and plants would have been really deeply uh, healing and
3: too. that that too that too and uh, there were many many of the inmates that we work with over the years that did uh, you know we supported them to find work yet when they were getting out of jail nice. and, you know they showed some initiative they said, hey, I like i like doing this kind of work we're going to do that mm-hmm. that's, and nice. And, that's uh, nice so that yeah. that was really very gratifying and uh, i um in years before um before i uh, was um, was living on the on the on the uh, farm in in israel i uh, worked in a uh, program in um in, in new york um that took um um juvenile delinquents and uh, put them into uh conservation programs okay and so we would do park nice. rehabilitating and things nice. like that so i had an opportunity to I was actually working as a social worker but but um i was uh just using the other skills that I had to, to help uh, direct these, these youth to try to do something something better than what they were doing.
2: Nice. Was that the time period when you had your first real like potent herb, herbal experience?
3: That was around that time. It was uh, that was back in the in the seventies, and um, my first herbal experience was, a, was a, it's a a a fun story. I was visiting some some friends in the Bay Area. I had gone out to, to California to Los Angeles for my sister's wedding and went up north to uh, spend some time with my then girlfriend's brother up in the Bay area in, in Berkeley. And, uh, I, um, went to see all the sights around San Francisco. So I went to Golden Gate park and, uh, I went for a, I was, I'd like to stay fit. So I went for a jog and I twisted my ankle. Aww. And I, yeah, yeah, ouch big yeah. time. And I, I lived my way back to the house and they sat me down and they, they got some, they had some comfort in the garden and we uh-huh. made a poultice. We wrapped it around my ankle and, um, I went to sleep, woke up in the morning, good as new. That is nice. the plan. I,
2: that, that uh, That's a combination of the, of the path smacking you upside the head. Yeah. Plants saying, no, yeah. here we are really. Yeah.
3: And it was a great, that was when I, I had to learn more about this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> wow, this is, and here and there I would learn a little bit. And, uh, um, you know, whenever here and there and, uh, I, you know, we 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 certainly um, enjoyed um, uh, mints, different kinds of mints around the house growing up. And, yeah. you know, that 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 family, and uh, um, you know, I'd I learned if I had a tummy ache, I'd oh. have some mint tea. Mm-hmm. You know, that was probably from a little kid. And that's what probably yeah. my mom learned in Europe
2: oh, when yeah. she was a
3: child over there. Mm-hmm. So, so how'd you end up in Oregon? Oregon? How did I end up in Oregon? Well, I was um, working in a health food store down in. California in the in the Bay Area, um, and uh, I I had an opportunity to come to visit um, uh, uh, herb farm in Williams, and they back then they would do what they call retailer weekends, wow. where they bring a bunch of retailers from different stores mm-hmm. um, up to the farm, and they house you and wine and dine you, yeah. to show you their lab and how they make their products and how they test things and where they grow it, grow them, right. and uh, I enjoyed my time there and. And, uh, spending time with Ed and Sarah, founders, and, and I found out that they had an apprenticeship program there.
1: Wow. That's Uh-oh. Your mm-hmm. eyes went twinkling. Yeah, <laughs> and you are
3: working full time and had a, you know, had a whole full life, you know, without that. And I was able to, to finagle a uh, month vacation time. So I just did. Oh. I said, Can I just do a month of the, of the, uh, of the apprenticeship? And they said, sure. So I went up there and, um, I, uh, I learned uh, we had classes, uh, uh, in, the, in the morning, then we took a break and we and we did some work in the demonstration garden or something else in the in the field. It was in the spring, and they have a nice, really, really cool apprentice house that we stayed in, and we had meals together, and um, it was just a lot of fun. A lot of gun classes in the evening.
1: The Practical Herbalist Press. That's in addition. To our website and our podcast. That is right. Practical Herbalist Press is all about providing really good
2: books and information by written by experienced herbalists. Us. Us,
1: but others <laughs> eventually as yes, well. Yes, that's very true. And it's bite-sized information that we research the heck out of. We have medical information out there that we're really doing a lot of research on we are we have growing gardening with herbs we got stuff for about pets your yes. home your family ethnobotany ethnobotany we also put it
2: in terms of the traditional ways we've talked about historic herbs, like historic yeah. whether they're warm and cooling that right. sort of thing
1: mythical and very practical stuff the practical herbalist press is dedicated to providing the best herbal related books on the market. Look for our titles on Amazon, search for the practical herbalist press or visit our website at practical And, uh,
3: and then I, I, I learned about the uh, Brighton Bush herbal conference while I was there started going, <laughs> going to that conference and got hooked.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, yeah Oregon just started to really, and, win. And it did. So,
3: so what happened was I was, uh, I was timed to, uh, be, uh, moving, uh, parting ways with my then, my then partner. And, and, uh, I, um, while I really enjoyed the work I was doing at the store in California, Oregon was calling to me and I went and I actually moved up to Williams where Herb Farm is. And, uh, sold out a cabin from a, one of my apprentice friends, uh, for a couple of months for January and February did kind of a off the grid kind of, uh, Williams kind of retreat. Williams in the winter. Yeah. Williams oh. in the winter. Oh. High enough, high enough Yaga. where there's snow.
2: That's wow. Cool. Yeah. So, uh,
3: no, I had, I was off the grid. <laughs>
2: That's we brutal. had, we had gravity
3: fed water from a, from a, um, from a creek up the hill when nice. it wasn't uh, frozen, right? And it, no, yeah. I, I, had, I had water and, uh, I had, fed I had
1: water. in the winter
3: is not called winter. an icicle. Yeah. yeah. Well, it would be it once came out of the pipe, it froze pretty quick. Yeah. And I had a cat that came with the cabin
1: Aww. and wall to
3: wall windows. It's just beautiful. And, Aww. and I was needing some time for, for healing and some kind of retreat yeah. time. So I, I had, uh, some several some books with me and, um, uh, and I had some, uh, Meditation books, and I did a lot of meditating, and um, and uh, just, just being. I mean, nice. did a lot of being. I was so nice. I was doing a lot before that, and I needed yeah. some time just to be. And spent a couple months doing that, and then uh, and then um, went on to my to my next chapter of life in, in Ashland, Oregon, and and and, and uh, really made uh, started to make Oregon my home. That was back almost twenty years ago.
1: Wow, uh, that's it. yeah. And then I think we met. In, mm. was it 99 it was or 2000?
3: Two, 2002 or three
1: 2003. I'm trying, yeah. I was trying to figure that out by how old my kids were at the
3: yeah. time. And, I my, <laughs> and that was, oh, yeah, when I, when I, the last work that I did in Ashland before we moved up to uh, the Eugene area was I managed a small herb shop and um, Alpine Botanicals that, that's now under a different name, different ownership. And one of the product lines in the in the uh, store was, uh, was Wise Women Herbals, mm-hmm. and um, just coincidentally, uh, my, my, uh, my wife, uh, uh, Donna's uh, sister, uh, had, a, had a home in Crestwell, the same town, hmm. and on one of our visits to come uh, visit her family, I arranged to get a, a tour of, uh, of the uh, Wise Women Herbals facility, and, uh, and then when we decided to move up to be closer to Donna's sister's, I went and asked for a job and got a job, and Sweet. that's when Sue and I met and worked yep. together for, for a couple of years there.
1: Yep, yeah. tiny little town, and now here you are. Mm-hmm. Here you are,
3: yeah. Yeah. And uh, after I t- took a little break from uh, from the herbal world, um, well, I did actually right uh, after I left um, left uh, Wise Woman Herbals, I, I uh, started working uh, with the um and Herb Conference, and I was a coordinator, one of the coordinators, organizers of the conference for a couple of years.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: and and then went back to school. One of my herbal friends, uh, Tracy Bosnian, up in uh, mm-hmm. Portland. Uh, told me about the uh, this nutrition program that she did. That was just amazing. Oh. So I checked it out, and I said, "Oh, you know, this will tie in and bring in all the things together yeah. that I have been learning over these years. A lot of lot of self study, a lot of, a lot of uh, things that we did before we had podcasts and right. and, and YouTube's <laughs> and things like that, and, and you know, books actually, and, books, uh, yeah, books, books. and trial <laughs> and right. error, right. yeah. yeah, and yeah, and the life you know, and the, yeah. and the, and the uh, study of life as well, and." Uh, so I, uh, I finished my certification as a nutritional therapy practitioner and went into private practice for a few years and uh, enjoyed that. And Was
1: that in Cresswell?
3: In, in, I had a clinic in Cresswell, and I worked out of a couple other clinics um, as well with some other folks. And uh, I enjoyed the clinical work, and uh, I had in the past also uh, managed a medical office, of, uh, uh, a holistic medical office um, years before. And like I said, I've done a lot of different <laughs> things in There'll be a good book there someday. Mm-hmm. And um, so, um, I uh, when I heard that Natural Grocers was coming to town, uh, I had new, known them. They earlier, their name was, this, this is a company that started in 1955, oh. and they started um, out as Vitamin Cottage.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Ha ha ha, ha. Now
2: and, you
3: know. No, I, I,
1: okay. All yeah. right. All yeah. right. Yeah. I and, am uh, swimming in the same stream now. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah.
3: And, uh, <laughs> oh and, uh so, Margaret Isley, a uh, founder, uh, started the company back in 55. She had, and this is like, this is a part of, my, I guess part of my path in a way. She, um, she, uh, in 1955, young mother, she had one child, who wanted to have a, some more children, was having some health issues. And, um, she wasn't, wasn't, what the doctors were doing wasn't working for her. So she picked up Adele Davis's book and some other books, uh, and uh, started getting better, so she's talking around to her neighbors in, in golden, golden, Colorado, saying, "Hey, you got to read this book." <laughs> so she was sharing uh, the books, and then then she started sourcing whole grain breads for folks, and 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 some of her friends said, "Market, you got to open up a little store." So uh, she and Philip uh, borrowed a few hundred dollars from her parents, maybe I think four hundred dollars, <laughs> and opened up the first vitamin cottage store in the mm-hmm. Golden area. And uh, now her um, years later, sixty two years later, her uh, children are running the business. With the same passion she had for, uh, for finding ways to be healthy uh, through food, healthy food. It's yeah. spread
2: into the Midwest too, hasn't it?
3: Yeah, where where we go, uh, we're just the side of the of the Mississippi. In most states, all states except for, uh, I believe California.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was gonna say that. Yeah. I remember there was a natural gro- grocers that I used to go to. It was called Natural Grocers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When my babe was really little,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that was my favorite because I could get everything. Could get mm-hmm. I could get organic and it was not that far from my house.
3: Yeah, we, we only and you know I, um you know back to my farming experience that also that 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 helped uh, in a way helped guide my path because mm-hmm. uh, I ended up in, in two thousand with kidney cancer. Right. And um and I you know I'm here today to talk about yeah. it which is great. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I can you know I, I think for sure there's a connection between the chemicals I was exposed to being a conventional dairy farmer. Yeah um, and being around conventional vegetable growing that may have impacted my health so that I had this, this cancer. And so that gave me a new um, a renewed uh, drive to um, just to eat healthier food and, and uh, really 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 take care of myself. And uh, so when, when, with natural grocers, only having organic produce and uh, mm-hmm. only um, selling dairy that's from uh, pastured animals. So you know, sometimes you might yeah. not see some of your uh, popular brands, but um, right. they don't meet our standards. And most of the Oregon dairies, uh, dairy farms, don't meet our standards, unfortunately. Oh. Fortunately, oh, Nancy's yeah. Nancy does, but yeah. uh, most of the Oregon, most of the Oregon dairy is is uh, as CAFO, is confinement dairy farming.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
3: that's got to unfortunately change. Hmm? Yeah. that has got to change. It does. It does. Uh, uh, the, the and that's part of why uh, you know we do what we do at natural grocers, so that we can be a force for that. Yeah, because uh, yeah. there are farms I know that are changing how they're doing. You know, that are wanting to join the, you know, like the bigger cooperatives. They have to change yeah. their way of doing it so they can uh, sell milk to us mm-hmm. or cheese to us.
1: So, is it just cheaper to do it the chemical way, or
3: um, what's what's the restriction? They're hurting
1: their farmers and they're hurting the people you that know, eat
3: it. It's uh, it's a false count. it's a false economy. You know, the um, uh, we we know that organic food is healthier for us. We know that. Uh, and this is science. One of the, one of the things that I like, another thing I, that's important to me and what I really appreciate about it, natu- appreciate about natural groceries, is that what we teach is science based. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we have a whole staff in our education department that does all this research a couple of PhD nutritionists that are pretty, that are amazing, that have taught on a college level. Nice. And, um, you know, so when I, when I talk about that, you know, the fact that organic produce is healthier because it has more of the uh, micronutrients that we need, mm-hmm. phytonutrients that we need, um, that's, that's from science. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, when uh, when foods are grown um, conventionally, they uh, plants they have an easy life. Right. You know, they have all sorts of artificial inputs that come, and and right. they don't have a lot of uh, pests chemicals bothering that, them. Yeah, they kill and, off you pests know, and so when they have that easy that, yeah. life, they don't have the opportunity to produce all those <laughs> nutrients that are in them. All these what we know as antioxidants and you know, all mm, these yeah. other. Uh, Various uh, compounds that we get we get healthy from when we eat them. Mm-hmm, right. So if if it's not in the food, it's not going to be. Um, it's not, we're yeah. not going to get it. Yeah, you if know. you don't make it
2: rough for the yeah. vegetables, yeah. then they won't produce the new The roughage, for so right, exactly. Yeah, the
3: fiber <laughs> is important too. That's right. And uh, we all grew up learning about roughage being important. And uh, so um, you know, it's it, besides uh, you know the we've all heard the adage "We are what we eat," but we are what we eat eats.
1: Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. You know, whether True. it's a plant
3: or an animal, you know, we yeah. all we eat eats. Yeah. and I believe that's uh, that. I don't know who said it first, me or Michael Pollan.
1: But, um, <laughs> you're not going to copyright it. Yeah,
3: no I'm, not, I'm not going to copyright nice. it. I don't know if I uh, if I said it before he did or not. But, <laughs> um, I don't know if he's read anything. But
1: you're on it. the same wavelength.
3: We're on the same wavelength. Right? <laughs> yeah. An ally. Yeah.
1: Yes. Wow. So. Wow. That's that's a heck of a journey you've had, my friend.
3: It's wow. uh, it's continuing.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, I really appreciate the, I mean, we, we all kind of know each other from different things. And it's nice yeah. to put that ally, alliance out there to the group. And I appreciate Natural yeah. Grocers for also helping me with my pet project of Occupy Medical. Mm-hmm. They've been yeah. very supportive. And and also just having all that stuff, you know, the fermentation festivals and all the things that I keep running into mm-hmm. you yeah. at <laughs> and begging, come on to yeah. our podcast.
3: Yeah, a big part of my work is uh, outreach into the community. Yes, and I actually got a at our last. We have a a, a every six weeks. We have a about a four hour webinar that comes out mm-hmm. of our our home office in Colorado. That there, those of us that aren't in Colorado participate uh, uh, nice. over the, through our computers. And I was honored as the uh, the uh, that for that period of time as the, uh, uh, the NHC star, the National Coast Star um, for a lot of the uh, great outreach work that I've been able to do in this community. And, and Eugene is such a receptive community. So
2: yeah, it's been nice. great. Yeah. There was like all this outcry when natural grocers was first going in. And I mm-hmm. thought that was just odd. And after you guys went in, I mean, lots like, like, oh, always good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We have, a, we have a lot possible. of, we uh, have a lot of
3: wonderful local, uh, local companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I still, I still, Uh, mix up my shopping to go visit my friends at the other other stores
1: and uh, we've um,
3: we've, and I see some of them at my my store as well we've Mm -hmm. we we had a great reception from the community and uh, in September um, will be it'll be three years since we opened yeah and one of the unique pieces that we have in the store is that we have a teaching kitchen
2: what what's uh, that
3: so it's a, it's a place where I teach cooking classes, and guest presenters come in to teach cooking classes. That's so cool. And uh, Lecture Hall, it works as a lecture hall as well. I
1: mm-hmm.
3: we can see it about 35, and uh, many a day you'll drive by there, and it'll be full of people wanting to learn. Yeah. Wow. That's
1: really cool. Yeah, so how you're a teacher all the time. How can people reach you?
3: Um, reach me just by calling the store. 541-345-3300. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm available to teach classes, health classes, for your church groups or other civic groups. I do group classes for Rotary. Next uh, next Wednesday, I'm doing a class, two, two classes of 50 uh, for the city of Eugene for the employee wellness. Nice.
1: And, hey, that's great. Uh, I
3: teach employee wellness Sweet. classes for Lamalane. and... And I have some classes uh, scheduled at the Y this month and uh, LCC employee wellness. And uh, so I'm just looking for more opportunities to share uh, uh, nutrition education in the community. Oh, so, nice. so please give me a call.
1: Okay. And yeah. Do you have a... And we'll
3: have links on the website. Yeah, it is. There is the, the website we- has um, has a link to our classes and how to contact me and, uh, and uh, Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, thanks for, for fitting us in. Yeah. You you are a busy guy and thank you so much for the work that you've done to help this community be healthier.
3: Sure. It's something that I, that's a shared passion I have with the people that employ me. Sure.
0: The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA. They're not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast